today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the CEO and president of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and of Vacuum N, who sponsored this wonderful program, is with us once again. I uh, hope you had a good week, Adam. I, you know what? Considering the fact that I was offline for 24 hours, Bill, I, I'm actually suffice to say uh, I'm, my mental health is A, above the norm, and B, I'm much happier now that I'm back online. I wouldn't have even been able to talk to you, uh, <laughs> you know, if they weren't able to figure out what the heck was going on with, with, with Rogers this past week. Yeah, let's uh, let's title this. Uh, you don't know what you've got until you lose it. Uh, without a cell phone, and you know what it reminded me of? Uh, I guess it was four or five years ago. Maybe that uh, we had a huge windstorm uh, here in the Ancaster area, and we had no power for probably about twenty-four hours. It was uh, just about twenty-four hours, uh, and it was around this time of year, so it's not as if we were freezing or anything. But we, when you don't have that, you figure, man, how much do you rely on that? And the same thing with my phone. Uh, I, you know, when you don't have that service, you just feel so disconnected. And it couldn't have happened at a worse time because most of us are kind of isolated anyway because of the pandemic, right? But what the heck happened? Is there any explanation for it at all? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you take the Tech Talk co-host, Bill Kelly, offline for 24 hours, I'm rooting and I'm digging until I get answers, and I did. <laughs> I got some answers, Bill. Let me tell Good. you. I mean, next to Mr. Rogers himself having a conversation going, I understand, Adam, Tech Talk isn't going to survive if we don't get you back online. Uh, what happened was Ericsson is one of the one of the hardwares, and we talked about this many times in the past. As part of the hardware systems across Canada, we've had options of Huawei. We've had options of Ericsson. And in this case, Rogers utilizes Ericsson hardware primarily for uh, its, its technology, its frequency bands that we all hop on and use almost every day. Well, like anything, like our computers, they all require upgrades. Well, you know, specifically whether it was a bug or maybe a software element that maybe needed to be adjusted, it wasn't a massive change or an alteration that would be, uh, you know, earth-shattering changes for us as users. However, like anything with computers, when you do an upgrade or you do the, uh, you hit that upload button, you sometimes hold your breath and pray that it still turns it on after it's mm-hmm. completed. So in this case, someone in the IT department at Rogers was watching that little loading bar go up. And when it finally reloaded, I'm, I'm facetiously saying this, Bill, and I don't know if it, if it actually did this, but more or less they got the blue screen of death or the spinning rainbow wheel. And they probably were going, uh-oh, that's not good. And I can only imagine there's a guy somewhere in the IT department in a tower of Rogers hitting the Control-Alt-Delete over and over again going, come on, where's the power button on this? So long and short is it was a software upgrade um, and understanding that 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 upgrade resulted in a massive uh, ter- uh, shutdown. Um, they did manage to get it back on. I was thinking to myself and truly probably like many Canadians, I woke up in the morning, uh, you know, running vacuum and furnace and duct cleaning. We utilize as much as we're uh, a duct cleaning company. Um, we use technology. You know, we, we sign in our time sheets, sure. our, our schedules, uh, it was actually like going back to the, uh, the old days. And my father, who started the company, and I know this is going to sound comical, he has said to me many times, listen, what's going to happen if the Internet breaks? And I actually said to him many times, Dad, that will never happen. And if it does, the world's in chaos anyways. Well, I'll tell you, I had to eat my words on <laughs> this past week because I'm, I'm trying to print maps. 
and I'm printing maps for my guys. And but everyone was lost. They didn't even know how do we get to the job? What do we what do we do? So uh, I can tell you it was a little bit of an archaic. We jumped back to the 90 short term. I understand many people are still trying to get over what happened. But you know, following that is is a second part, which ironically came out this week, which Bill, you're aware, JD Power did a survey on Canadians. And you heard we're not happy with our data plans. Um, and rightfully so. Here's another element that I wanted to uh, identify. We talked about what we pay, but why are we so upset? One of, the, <clears throat> one of the things I realized when they were talking about the data plans is that we don't get the quality of the data. And this is a problem in Canada. And this is something I don't, I, I, I've touched on it, but I'm bringing it up really effectively over the fact of, yes, we pay high rates. Yes, we don't get the value. But why? And why is it not working? The main reason is our frequencies and our phones and our data is demanding because we've been forced to use it due to the pandemic. You have to use it to scan a code to do your COVID. You need to book your meals. You want to do anything requires data. Well, if it's not at the top most quality, which it's not, uh, it is not fast enough. We're still running on slow speeds. So rightfully so, yes, Canadians have a right to be upset with the quality of the data we receive from our providers. Yeah, but, you know, that's the vicious circle that's going to happen because if we start complaining about that, and, and we do, by the way, uh, the first <laughs> thing they're going to say is, well, okay, we can fix it, but we're going to have to raise your rates to do it. Well, and this is the part which is unfortunate, is that raising the rates hasn't solved the problem. They've been raising oh, the rates for years. We've been paying the highest rates. Um, and just to tell you another element, in the U.S., uh, which I haven't had the opportunity to go to, as we're all aware, but AT&T, as well as Verizon, has retired, meaning no longer will they allow devices to run off 3G networks. That is a, you know, a fail-safe in Canada. So many different areas are using 3G. So part of the major issue is how can we use uh, a faster data when our, our hardware systems that are providing the speeds and the bandwidth aren't keeping up with the technology? So uh, these, these investments that we keep hearing and the rates that they're charging, and I know the, the Canadian government last week made the announcement about uh, more mobile providers, uh, virtual mobile providers. Um, man, this is like a perfect storm. If Rogers had control of uh, the Shaw network, based on what we know is going through the process, Freedom users would have been offline as well. Um, and anyone on a virtual mobile network would have been offline. So this is a wake-up call. I hope this is a wake-up call that everyone can understand, and I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm referring to everyone in government at the CRTC will be able to go, wow, that was, that was really uncomfortable. Can you imagine if there was a more consolidated network and they didn't have more options available to Canadians? I, I think I don't know if this was enough to wake them up, but it's, it's, a, it's a definite uh, foreshadow of what's to come. Well, and, and I'm glad you gave that perspective on this, too, because as we mentioned in past programs, uh, FPM and FPM Free Market, you have offices in the United States. So you can you can actually say, here's my phone bill from the States, here's my phone bill from Canada, and, and look at the bottom line and the numbers there. And it's, it, it, the difference is remarkable. The differences are not only remarkable, it's, it's earth-shattering. The best plan for $15 a month in Canada right now is with the provider Lucky. Lucky Mobile, which is one of those smaller providers that piggybacks off of the, uh, the TELUS network. And for $15 a month, you get the unlimited calling in 750 megabytes. I'm going to just leap into one of the smaller players in the United States, not even the big guys, uh, which happens to be majority shareholder by Ryan Reynolds called Mint. 
Um, it's it's mm-hmm. a pretty small network by comparison. However, just to compare, to give people ideas, it's $40 Canadian in for this service in Mint. It's not available in Canada, but it, this service for $40 gives you 35 gigabytes, unlimited calling, unlimited texting, and if you prepay in a year, meaning you pay it all up front, it's less than $400 a year. You can have 35 gigabytes for that same amount of services in Canada. Uh, right now, most of the main players are charging between 100 to $150 for that same service, Bill. There you go. Uh, talk to your MP about it. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, like a lot of other stuff I want to get to. It's, it's been a hectic week, obviously, with that. But uh, Apple was busy this week, weren't they? They've got a few things coming out. You know, I am. I love Apple Desktop, and, and you know, I always talk Samsung, Android when it comes to mobile devices. But you know, Apple came out with. Um, I don't know if I was excited, confused, or I wasn't sure what was going on. I feel like it's Groundhog Day on most days. But this last announcement this past week with Apple Computers was that they launched out new iMacs that are color coded, and it kind of reminded me back in the day in the '90s when Apple was taken over back by Steve Jobs, and it was really kind of uh, struggling and flopping around trying to compete in the PC market. So they just came out with the new iMacs. Um, Back in the 90s, they referred to them as the uh, flavors of iMac, and they were like small little 13-inch monitors, and you got blueberry, you got raspberry, uh, and they had these nice cute colors. Well, now iMac has announced that they've come out with this new uh, layout, uh, and good on Apple. I mean, they're so bold right now. You know your brand is so powerful, Bill, when you don't even need to put your logo on your product anymore. I mean, I was looking at it, and they don't even have the Apple logo on it. They're that proud and distinctive of how they've made their computers that everyone looking at it's going to go, well, that's an Apple, and they're probably going more on the fact that they're colorful. Um, but they're thin, really, really thin. And this is something which I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, you know, should I invest or buy a new Apple, upgrade my computer? Um, you know what? The M1 chip which just got released in the last year, is phenomenal. It is fast. It is amazing. How amazing? Um, Well, I'm pretty bold to state that the fact that uh, if someone said, what kind of computer should I buy, I would really uh, encourage to consider buying an Apple. Not only for the fact that it's fast, it's super thin, uh, it obviously integrates easily with all your other Apple. If you have an iPad, you have an iPhone, but... Apple is even that confident in their products that Apple Care, which you would normally, uh, you know, you could extend your Apple Care after you purchase it for up to three years. Apple Care is now allowing you to extend it even more than three years. They're extending it to the point of up to five years, Bill. I mean, when, you, when we think of computers being thrown away and Apple's going, hey, 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 hey you're going to have this for so long, we're willing to put a warranty on it past three years. That's that's quite bold. Um, it's a big deal. It, it's a big deal because that tells you. I mean, if somebody says, well, is it going to be a reliable product? Uh, they wouldn't guarantee it for five years if they didn't think it was going to be reliable. Absolutely. And I mean, the de- now there is a deductible after the three-year sure. period, even if you do extend it. But, for example, like say you damage the screen or, you know, it trips or it cracks. or And we're talking the computer itself, by the way, not specifically the, the iPhones. I'm talking about the actual uh, yeah. iMacs that are coming out. Uh, for $99, you get it completely replaced. Um, let's just say you had a water problem. Like, I don't know, you had flooding, for that matter. Um, for less, for $300, you can get it completely covered. 
in regards to warranty on that. I mean, Apple is really taking bold steps with regards to its quality of, of, of market. So why that's important when I think about it from a tech side, um, you know, we buy a computer and we think, well, I just bought this. It's going to be outdated by tomorrow. Um, Apple's really making uh, the ground of, of kind of the Maytag of, of computers. They're almost like, you know, they're going to, I see their ads being almost like a, a maintenance IT guy in their ads in the future going, geez, I wish I had a job, but you bought an Apple. Um, there's nothing for me to fix. It's, it's, it's quite uh, apparent that Apple is going to be standing ground. And, and again, this is good news for consumers because, you know, uh, A, it saves from the, uh, uh, from the landfill sites, but B, it makes you feel like you're going to pay a little more, but you're going to get a lot more value out of your purchase long term. There you go. This is a consumer advice for you for today. Uh, it looks like we're going to be using Zoom uh, for business for the foreseeable future. God knows how long that's going to be. Uh, but uh, I guess it, it stands a reason then that they've done some improvements on that too. Well, yeah, when we talk about video calling, and I, I don't know, Bill, you and I are on the radio right now, and as people are sort of listening, going, man, they got a face for it. Thank goodness they don't see those guys on, <laughs> on screen. But if you did, the good news is a lot of these video conferencing, Zoom, uh, uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams, and, and now Google Meet, um, are now offering advancement using artificial intelligence in our existing computers that it will be able to brighten your face and make it look like you're happy. So even if you just wake up, you got your jammies, or, or say you're uh, you know, a political individual jumping up, on, it doesn't matter. It's going to look really bright and colorful. And you can look like you got bags under your eyes, you've been drinking all night. I don't know what the story is of how they're doing it, but the artificial intelligence is claiming that they can now create a brightened face, make you look like you're smiling. And, you know, we talk about deep fake and past episodes. This is almost going that far. You could have the biggest frown on your face, and the software is going to be able to brighten the colors and make it look like you're really, really happy to be there. In addition, uh, we're doing more meetings and schoolwork online. Google is also providing backdrops. So now all of a sudden you'll be able to get a perfect backdrop of a school background or a classroom, a forest, uh, or even an office background. So that way you don't have to show off what your uh, furniture looks like in the background or you know pictures of you and your, your, your family or otherwise that you feel like, oh, I, that's kind of confidential. I don't really want to see. So these Google Zooms uh, and team meetings are really getting advanced. So when you're speaking with someone, it a makes you look good and it hides where you are. I I saw this the other day on, on the news. Uh, Frank Stronach, who our listeners would know, of course, uh, from Magna International, and uh, uh, he's into the electric car business in a big way. I I, I got to tell you, I, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I've seen the prototype <laughs> for this thing. Uh, I, I think you know you probably have scooters that can go faster than this thing, but I mean it's there, uh, and he's pretty proud of it. And uh, they're moving forward on this, aren't they? Well, they are moving forward, and interesting enough, I tried to Google this a lot, and I was thinking to myself, you know, how many Canadian manufacturers of cars are there? Um, ironically, there is a few. Some have gone bankrupt. Uh, uh, this, if succeeded, and it makes sense, by the way, Bill, that, you know, Frank Stronach of Magna is going to be coming out with an affordable electric car. However, it reminds me of those three-wheelers in Europe that you yeah. kind of look at with Mr. Bean, where he drives around a corner and it keeps tipping. <laughs> so... I could be wrong, but when I looked at it, I'm like, I think I've seen golf carts that look more stylish than what we're about to see on the roads. Um, but again, talking about this, it's interesting that in history, we actually, the Russell Motor Car Company, back in the 1900s when I was researching this, had the first Canadian electric car. 
and it actually migrated to gas because that was the industry standard where it was leading. So isn't it interesting? A hundred years later, technology has left on two fronts. One, there's not many Canadian manufactured of vehicles, number one. Number two, the ones that they're going to be coming out with in the future that are going to be Canadian are going to look like three-wheeler I can just imagine the tippings that are going to be happening on the 401 as they try to rip down the down the highway. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, see that this is uh, something that was that's uh, going to be coming out more and more, and that is autonomous, self-driving, three-wheeler, electric, Canadian-made cars. That's something to be proud of, Bill. Well, I can't see myself behind the wheel or whatever it is that they're using for this thing. Because, I mean, because everybody else is into this now. Ford's into it in a big way. Of course, we already know about Tesla but uh, and General Motors. They're all getting into it right now. And I'm, I'm watching this thing on TV the other night, and I thought, good for you. That's great to embrace that, that kind of technology. But it doesn't have to look like that, does it? I mean, somebody somebody was shy on budget, and they obviously left the drawings to uh, to, to to work on something on of Microsoft Word. No, you know, clip art to design your car was probably not the most beneficial. It, I, and I'm I'm tearing into it. I mean, it's about efficiencies and about you know the environment and the direction we need to go in. But you're right, somebody could have maybe uh, spent a few extra bucks to try and draw it out a little better than what we saw. Well, you know what, somebody yeah, they, they probably did the prototype on on you know on their big drafting board and figure i'll finish this off tomorrow and somebody else got there early the next morning and said oh check it in oh i guess it's finished and that's it it's it's it looks like it's half done half completed but anyway <laughs> who might have tell frank stronach how to do business uh this is tech talk we do this every friday of course at 11 30 brought to you by vacuuman uh adam have a great week and uh hopefully your phone will stay with you through the whole week and we'll talk again next friday sounds great thanks bill have a great week take weekend. care The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.